anybody here uh, here that tonight's a little bit different? Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, we uh, welcome to the ELT. Thank you for they were they were wrapping stuff up quick trying to get in here and and uh, I appreciate that very much. So um, we had um, you know it'll be it'll be seven years in January that Boomerang's been here and in that process uh, at the beginning of Boomerang. Uh, one of the things that the Lord said specifically was, I'm your promoter. I'm your promoter. And I guess if you told that to 10 different people, you might have 10 different explanations of what that means. But for us, we felt positive that what that meant was that we were not supposed to go out there in the wisdom of ourselves and promote boomerang. As a matter of fact, I remember in the first year, he told us we could put a sign at the end of the driveway at our house, and we could put a website with times on it and an address, and that was it. So uh, we were not to pay for any marketing. We were not to have a big campaign to push Boomerang, and logically, that sounds very, very strange. But what we found in that first year of Boomerang was this, that we as a group set a foundation that Boomerang was. Because it's very important for organizations that are growing to not grow beyond what uh, they're capable of sustaining. Like, you can have growth, and I see churches all the time doing this, you can have growth in a church, but they are, they are beyond what they're capable of sustaining. And if you're going to do it for the Lord, I would add this to it, then uh, I would say that it's biblical, is you don't need to grow beyond what's capable of sustaining and sustaining with excellence. Because if you can't do it in excellence, it doesn't need the Lord's name on it. Amen? Amen. So, what we learned in that was, if we will be patient, God will build the house. And Psalms 127, 1 and 2 says that it, you know, the one that tries to build the house by himself, he labors in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Well, we don't need to be our own builder. We don't need to be our own promoter. We need to be the kind of people that says, Lord, what do you want to do now? Just like these verses that we just read over the offering, the same thing. We need to say, Lord, our heart is given to you. What do you want to do? Now, in that process of time, man, we've gone through times and some of them have been rough and some of them have been awesome. There has always been fruit at Boomerang. It's, I mean, we have seen people born again, filled with the Spirit, healed, delivered, restored. I mean, we have seen it all, and it's been constant, you know. We've seen debt supernaturally paid off. We've seen miraculous healings of people. We, you know, it's just been, we have constantly had fruit. Um, I've seen more people uh, filled with the Spirit and, and making kind of that pushing towards that all-in decision than I'd ever really seen in my life. Uh, and it's awesome. Now, along the process, though, you learn some things. You learn some things to do, and you learn some things not to do. You also learn that uh, it's not always bad when people leave. What you laugh? Uh, it's not always uh, good either. It's neither one necessarily. 
Just because somebody leaves doesn't make it good, doesn't make it bad. Uh, We've learned that um, numbers are not everything, right? They're not everything. I told the Lord at the beginning, I said, Lord, I'd rather have 50 people that are sold out for you than 500 that aren't. And I still, to this day, I'd I'd rather have 50 people that were sold out. Jesus had 12. Actually, he had 11, then he added uh, Paul. And they changed the world. So what could we do with 25, 50? Okay. And so one of the things that I really uh, recognized uh, this year, I, I heard... At the beginning of this year, this is what I heard about 2015 and Boomerang was that it was a year of promotion, that it was a year to move to new levels. And sometimes that looks different than what you have in your head, but sometimes it's the same, you just don't recognize it yet. And I'll tell you this, I have seen promotion and favor on this ministry in ways I've never seen them in the last six and a half years. I'm seeing God do things and pour out stuff that we haven't had. And yet, at the same time, I would say, even though this is a good crowd on the Wednesday night, it's still lower than I would have expected during that period of time. But I would say it like this, and I I was actually going to kind of have this talk at the uh, volunteer uh, meeting, but I I've didn't feel like that was the right day when we got there, and I was just seeking the Lord. And then this week, he said, this is it. This is the week. And I, I realize now why and, and what he was doing. But I would say it like this. Today is a new day for Boomerang. That it is a completely new era. And I would say that the Lord has boiled us down to a core group, you, you're here. I ask you to be here if you felt like this is your place. And there's some that could not be here still even tonight, but they'll be able to hear this and and you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, I believe that the Lord has boiled us down to a core group of people. And I'll put it like this. I have never, spiritually speaking, uh, I have never felt so pure in the group that we have pressing towards our vision. Does that make sense? I've never felt, because it's almost like um, there's always been kind of this, uh, almost a negative um, anchor, you know, that has accompanied us. And part of that is, it's just dealing with people. You just, you know, one of the biggest blessings about church is people. But also, one of the biggest problems about church is people. And, and, and you know, a lot of times it can be negative. And, and I can tell, I'll, you know, the, it's like, you know what? If you didn't have people, you wouldn't have a ministry. Yeah. That's why we're here. We're not here because all, all y'all and us are doing life perfect. Right. <laughs> we're here because we ain't. <laughs> you know, we're here because we still got stuff to work toward, including me. I just called uh, Sherman the other night, and I said, hey, I said, brother, you were there, and I missed something, and I did it wrong, and I wanted to tell you because the Lord told me to tell you. I got stuff to work on, too. 
You're not the only ones. I'm never just preaching to you. Most of my stuff is stuff I've been dealing with. It's not always like that, but a lot of it is stuff I have had to deal with in the past, or I'm dealing with it now. It's one or the other, and that's how revelation comes, and we grow together. But I've never felt in the core group that we have a, a purity in the Spirit and a unity in the Spirit like I feel now. And that's amazing. And I would, you know, uh, uh, over the last couple of years, we've lost people that I didn't think we would lose. But what I found out was that after those things happened, and now today I feel it more than ever, is we are the strongest we have ever been. Now, we don't have the most numbers we've ever had. We've had more than this before. You know, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, we've had more than this. But, but we have never been this strong and the foundation so secure to do ministry in excellence. Yeah. We're able to serve and help more people than we've ever been able to handle. We have things in place and, and procedures and, and we have questions answered that we didn't have answered seven years ago. We didn't have those questions all answered. But we have some, and, and guess what? There's still going to be some more that we still got to ask, amen? And that's a good thing because we don't know everything. We're growing together as a family. And we're on the edge of something huge. What I really see is that the Lord has boiled us down to a unity. And in that now, all right, Psalm 133, it's in unity where his anointing is poured out. I've never felt the unity that we have like we have it today at Boomerang. Never have I felt that. And it's at that place where the anointing comes down from God, touches the elders, and flows to every part of the body, every person. And it's beautiful. And we are about to experience that. I, I had... Um, let's turn real quick to Luke chapter 5. And verse 3. And just, this is what the Lord's been telling me in my heart. He's been, he's been showing me this all year. And it's just been, it's been sitting and sitting and sitting. And I want you to, I've made mention of it. Uh, but I want you to hear it tonight. It says, and he, uh, Jesus, got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your net for catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they, were, they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. 
But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear, from now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Now, it's very interesting because, of course, I could preach on this. I could preach on the front portion of that and the center portion and the end portion. And we could just have a good time sitting on these scriptures for probably weeks. But there's a couple of points that I want you to see. Number one is this. They were getting ready to start into ministry. They were getting ready to begin. And what God did was he did not leave them penniless. Okay? He started to bless them. He started to bless them by giving them a catch. Right? Which is awesome. Why? Because they needed money to go do the ministry that they had just been called to do. They needed resources. Which is awesome. God always does it that way. He did it again in uh, John chapter 21. A very similar circumstance. Jesus had already uh, rose. And uh, he's sitting over on the shore. They've been out fishing. And that's the place where Peter said, I'm going fishing. And uh, they went out fishing, caught nothing. And he says, why don't you throw it on the other side? And they throw it in, catch the big catch. Somebody says, it's the Lord. Peter gathers his stuff, jumps in the water and goes. But again, they had this huge catch. Why? Because they were about to go into ministry full time. Jesus was ascending. So here's the thing. The Lord's going to be blessing you. Financially. Time wise. Everything. But it's not just going to be blessing you. For blessing you alone's sake. It's going to be. To fulfill the ministry. I recently uh, saw this. I, I think I posted it here. In the last, uh, last day or so. Uh, Toby Mack had a thing here, and, and it said this. It said, if serving is below you, leadership is beyond you. You'll notice that the first thing that they did after they caught the fish was they went in and started serving. They served Jesus. They discipled themselves. They learned. And then over in John 21, when the similar circumstance happened, you know, they come up on the shore, and this is the place where Jesus already has fish cooking up there. And, uh, and he says this, Peter, do you love me? You know, feed my sheep, tend my lambs, tend to my sheep. So in other words, what happens is the Lord pours out a blessing. He pours out resources. You have it in the, in the means of, let, let, me, let me paint it in this way. When we started seven years ago, I mean, we never really lacked for anything, but we didn't start in this place with lights and chairs and microphones. I yelled for the first two years. And I heard one person go one time, they said, they said, I like his teaching, but he's always yelling. I'm like, that's because I had to. Nobody could hear me. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have any microphones. We had nothing mic'd up. I had to yell so people could hear me. I was like, I was yelling. When we moved into this building, most of you know the story, but everything we had would have fit under a table. Everything we owned as a church. The Lord has provided. 
The Lord has provided. We have the resources here now to bless a lot of people. I can remember in those first couple of years driving by, I can remember going to church services and seeing mic stands at another church and, and, and cables and wires and going, that's so nice. I wish we had some of that. What could we do? And then I drive by a building and go, God, what, how could we serve the kingdom if we had that building? We have resources. We have stuff that's in our hands now. This was not here six and a half years ago. It was not here, but it is now. Amen. One of the things that I told our leadership team was, I really see this as a period of time where we are relaunching this ministry. Yeah. And that's what I'm telling you tonight. It's a new day. And the Lord is providing. Our job is to use what's in our hands and not bury our talent. And that goes for us corporately to use what we have here now. And it goes for us uh, individually. In other words, God's going to bless you to not only bless you individually, but to bless the body. You're going to, I believe that you're going to start to see your individual finances start to rise. And part of it is so that you will individually be in overflow. But that part of that overflow is so that this body can be in overflow. Matter of fact, I just believe that right now. Overflow be in Jesus' name in every area, not just finances. This is one of the parts, probably the most important part that I wanted to show you. It says this, he says in verse 4, Put out into the deep water and let down your, cat, your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. Now, he said this because um, I would say that he probably didn't have that much expectation. <laughs> I would say, uh, matter of fact, I, I, I've heard uh, thinking and preaching and teaching that says that he even threw in the old nets here in this situation, which is why they began to break, because he had no expectation. He had just cleaned the good ones. You know, and, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I can definitely say it's probable. It's very possible. I can say that they didn't have much expectation. Now, you know, if you'll notice, actually, if you'll go out and look at our sign out by the road, there is a, um, you'll see our times, right? And on Sunday mornings, it says, you know, Sunday morning class at 10, and it says service at 11. But if you look above the class, there's like a blank line there, right? You know, that, that blank line there is there for a reason. If you look at it, you'll look at it on your way out. Because when we put up that sign, we were two weeks away from going to two services. We were two weeks away from going to two services. But you know what? As much as I wanted to say that we were ready for that, we were not. And all of a sudden, it's like the bottom fell out, and the strainer called a few of them, and that was about it. And it was like, where did everybody go? Where did everybody? I mean, it was just the funniest thing, but I can tell you what was happening. Uh, the Lord was, what's the cooking term for when you, the reduction, the, 
the sift, sifting is good. The concentrating. When you boil it down and concentrate it. And that's what he's been doing for a couple of years now. He's been getting it to the place, I believe, where we can move in unity. Even recently, I mean, just uh, it was uh, maybe a month, month and a half ago, there was one day we were pulling out chairs. And since that month and a half ago, it's been like, we need to take some more up. And I've been asking the Lord, Lord, what's going on? And this week, I, I experienced God more this week than I have in the past year. I mean, it's been amazing, so vibrant that I've been having time with Jesus and time in the Holy Spirit. It's been awesome. And one of the things that I believe that he told me was this, exactly what I've told you already. I have boiled you down to the place where you are now in unity. And I know the strength, I know the strength of unity, and I know what he can do in it. There's no negative spiritual anchor. There's no nothing. It's a place where people are unified to go after God. That's where he pour, pours out the anointing. And what's interesting is here, you know, I don't believe that they had a lot of expectation. And then they drop the nets. They have this big catch. And then Simon Peter, you see that something has changed. From the moment he was like, well, we've been fishing all night, but I'll throw a net over. Now he's dropping on his knees saying, get away from me, Lord. Something has changed. And then in the next verse, in verse 9, it says this. If you'll put this up, verse 9, it says, for amazement had seized him and all his companions because the catch of fish which they had taken. Now the part I want to focus in on is the amazement piece. Yeah. Something had happened and it was amazing. Now here's the thing. When they pulled up that great big catch of fish, it was so big, it amazed them. They were standing in amazement. But they didn't have the same amazement when they threw the nets over. They didn't have that. Matter of fact, it was pretty low expectations and commonplace. In other words, they, with their eyes, could not see what was happening in that water. It wasn't like they looked over the side of the boat and all the fish were crowding there going, hey. You know, it wasn't like that. They weren't all bustling under the water and the water was rippling with all the fish. You ever like seen a koi pond that's filled with them? And they're like on top of each other. That wasn't happening because they weren't amazed when they threw it in. They were amazed when it came up. So that is what the Lord's been telling me. You might not can see anything but the surface of the water this last few months. But under the surface, I'm doing something. And I'm doing something big. Oh, man, I can feel it right now. I, can you feel it? I'm doing something. And it's bigger. It will amaze you. It's going to amaze you. I'm excited to see it. Something's happening. But it's not for us to look at the surface of the water and go, ain't nothing there. Our job is to listen to the voice of God that says, keep going. Don't get weary in well-doing. Something's under the water and it's coming up. And it's going to amaze you. Something in Boomerang, there's a bustling that you can't see. There's some activity that's amazing 
under the water that you haven't been able to see up till this point. Maybe you've felt it. Maybe every now and then you're like, man, that place, there's something about it. Maybe you've felt that, but you hadn't seen it yet. I'm asking you with eyes of faith to say, I can feel it. I can sense what the Holy Spirit's doing, and I'm committing to that. What I'm asking you for tonight is this. I'm asking for your faith. I'm asking for your commitment. I need your help. We need your help. Now, look, look, whoever you are individually, we need your help. It's not going to happen because I have a call. It happens because I have a call and you have a call. It happens because all of us have a call and we step in together for a common vision and a common mission. That's why it's going to happen. It's going to happen because we have partners that are willing to come up and help. Grab a hold of the amazing catch and say, I'll help pull up the nets. You've got partners that will say, I'll add to this. It doesn't just happen because there was one boat. It doesn't just happen because one person said, I'll throw some nets over. It happens because there was a group of them that said, let's do this thing. Let's do it. Let's serve. I trust you, Lord. I believe in you. Now let's serve God. Now's our time to serve God. I need your help. There's four major areas that you can sow in constantly. And here's the four. Time, talents, money, and energy or effort. The first thing is, I need your time. If we're going to do this thing together and we're going to do what God has called us to do, I need your time. I need volunteers. I don't just need volunteers when we're having services. I need volunteer in prayer. Lifting me up. Lifting the ministry up. Praying for it. Praying for our leadership team. Praying for our volunteers. Praying for people to be in here when they're supposed to be here. To come and visit. And when they come in, pray that the pathway uh, from their wilderness into the Eden that God has called Boomerang is made clear. I need your time. I, I need for you to say, you know what? Like we were talking about in the offering... I give my heart to God and, and I give to Boomerang as he tells me to. And I don't withhold. I don't, I don't hold back on him any longer. I'm all in with what he's doing to fulfill the vision and the mission that he has. Yeah. I need your talents. You have gifts. In the membership class, we, we say every person is a ten. In something, and every person is a minister. We want to find out what is your gifts, what is your, uh, what are you a ten at, and we need those gifts in action. You have skills, you have abilities. We need to find out what those are, and we need those things at work. You know, there might have been some folks in that boat that were stronger than others, and it was them to grab a hold of that net and pull it up. There might have been people that knew how to steer better than others and knew how to not have a boat tip over and roll over because of their knowledge and their skill and their abilities. We need your wisdom. We need your gifts. If you got it, we need it to accomplish what God's got for us. It's not a time to hold back. 
It's a time to go all in for God. This whole year, we've been talking about being the light. We've been talking about it's time for us to shine. It's time for us to get real. All these series, it's time for us to go all in. It's time for us to increase. You think all of this was for no reason. But you know what it does do? It'll put pressure on people that aren't ready to. And yet you're still here. And you're here for a reason. Even if you're kind of still new tonight, I don't think that you're sitting here out of place and out of time. I believe you're here for a reason and here for a purpose. We need your time. We need your talent. We need your money. You know, (laughs) we need ties. You know, not everybody ties. Shocking. It's true. We don't just need tithes. We need your offerings. And what are we asking you to do? Are we asking you to give because we're asking you for it? No. I'm asking you to give simply because God asked you for it. Listen to him. He knows when to tell you what to do and what not to do. And he knows when it's good for you to do that so that you can actually be in a correct position to give and receive. He knows exactly what to do. He knows when we need it in here. Money, I'm also asking you for faith, for resources to accomplish our vision and mission. In other words, when I talk about I need money, I'm not just talking about what you can give financially and and materially. I'm saying, have you been praying, Lord, let the resources flow into Boomerang to accomplish this mission. I need faith. The last thing is I need your energy and your effort. I need volunteers. I need a, not just volunteers, but we need hearts to volunteer. A heart that's right, that doesn't get offended, that doesn't question it, that just says, okay, amen, hallelujah, with a smile on their face. We don't need, we don't need for somebody to walk in and a volunteer have put no energy and effort into serving. And so somebody new walks in and they're like, my goodness, what a sourpuss face is on that person. (laughs) We need somebody who shines the genuineness of the glory and light of God. No matter what they're doing. Even if they are elbow deep in a toilet. (laughs) We need people that still will keep their joy. We need energy and effort towards those things. We need energy and effort towards prayer. Matter of fact, starting this Sunday, we're going to start something new at at 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings. It's not a mandatory thing. I, I feel like the Lord has said this. Open it up for people that want to pray for about an hour before the services begin. It's not about... It's not about the service. We have another service prayer that happens in between the class and the service. This is about boomerang. This is about the stuff that goes on. It's about wisdom for for me to hear from God so that I get the vision and the direction clearly. It's about people and volunteers. It's about anything God brings up. Maybe one day it'll be for a specific person. But it's just being led, letting the Lord lead us Because he told us at the beginning that our prayer is really the front lines. That's why it's called front lines prayer, even on our Voxer group. That's that's what it's called. 
Because it's the front lines. Yeah. It's where we push the devil back. That's right. yeah. By declaring things. Hearing from God and speaking and proclaiming. I need your energy, your effort. I, I need your expectation. Yeah. When you don't see the water moving... I need expectation that God's still doing something, whether I can see it with my eyes or not. I need energy and effort towards that. I need, I need your faith. I need belief. In other words, I shouldn't walk in here on Sunday morning and I'm revving to go, ready to go. Yeah, go God! And I turn around and y'all are like, Oh me. He's excited again. I need, I need your effort and energy saying, I'm going to walk in this door ready to go. Yes. We're going to see something today. I'm excited to be here. I need your energy and effort yes. in joy. I need energy and effort in your perseverance. Yes. We'll persevere. Yes. I need energy and effort in your positive thinking and dwelling on things that are worthy of yes. praise. Not, not taking the negative thoughts in and dwelling on those, but the ones that are worthy of praise. You hear a negative thought and you're like, who cares? God's so good, it doesn't matter. I need some positive energy and effort towards positive thinking. I need praise on your heart and on your lips. We need innovation. We need energy and effort at Boomerang to innovation. In other words, well, maybe we can do something awesome for $1,000. But, man, I had this dream last night. And I was asking the Lord for a way to do it. And we end up being able to do something just as good for 100 bucks. This is the way that we're wise with and good stewards with the things of God. We find ways to think outside the box. I need innovation in how do we reach out and touch Albemarle and Stanley County? How do we reach out and touch the state? How do we reach out and touch the world? I need innovation. I need energy and effort into consideration. To consider others more than yourselves. To consider, to take consideration towards, hey, what does the church need? What's going on? In other, words, in other words, the leadership team and me are not the only ones thinking about church business all the time. But all of us together are saying, let's consider. What's God need to do this week, today? What does he need? And I need your thought. I need you to apply energy and effort into thinking. To meditate on these things. We have a mission. We have a vision. And it's an awesome one. And you know what? It's bigger than us that are sitting here. It's bigger than us. We need God. But we went back to that increase. We went back to uh, you know, cloudy with a chance of loaves and fishes. Looking at, the, looking at the way church works. And the key to that was that we took 
what was in our hands at the time and we started giving it to God and breaking it before God and offering it up as a part of our worship to Him. So right now today in Boomerang, here's what we have. We might not have the water bustling with a big catch, but we do have faith. We do have us. We do have unity. And we have a vision. And we have a mission. And we have the ability to do it. My question is, are you ready? And I need for you to not just be ready tonight because you heard a good message. I need you to be ready tomorrow morning. When the devil comes and tries to steal the seed of this word. Because he'll come immediately and try to steal the energy off of it. I need you the next day. I need you on Saturday. I need you. I need your expectation and faith and perseverance on Sunday morning when you come in here after having heard this and the devil tries to wreck a Sunday service before it ever gets started. When tonight you're going, yeah, I want to come in and pray and I want to commit to praying at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning. You think that tonight and Sunday morning comes around and ain't nothing ready. Because on Saturday night, he distracted you so much that nothing's ready on Sunday morning. But see, if we're able to give our energy and effort into consideration and thought and giving and perseverance, then we're starting to think ahead of time. What is it that needs to be done? Let me start on Saturday morning to prepare myself for Sunday morning. Let my heart be ready to walk in. Let, you know, when they used to actually have on the Sabbath where they could not cook, What would they do? They would cook enough on the day before so that on the Sabbath they could spend time worshiping God. There's been something lost in that in our generation where we have not considered the house of God over our own stuff. It's wrong. I'm asking you to say, Lord, it's time to get some things straight, not just in me, but in this house. And let's do what you've called us to do. I need, and Boomerang needs, your time, your talents, your money, and your energy, your effort. And it's time to put it all together as a group in unity, in a unified purpose, unified goal, a unified mission and vision. And now let's be amazed by what God brings up. Lord, we just ask you right now. Lord, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to seal our hearts towards this tonight. Seal our hearts towards the vision. Seal our hearts towards your mission in Boomerang. Seal our hearts in unity. Seal our hearts in giving. Not just finances, but every area of this. Lord, seal our hearts To go together now, fully unified, fully empowered, fully provided for, fully supplied to carry out everything that you've called us to do. And Lord, we make this commitment to you. We will not back up. We will not grow weary in well-doing. We will not allow the devil to come and steal the seed of your promise. The seed of your word. We will not back up from what you've called us to do. And we commit 
to being your people and to serving. While we have this time on this earth, this vapor of time, we commit to giving the rest of it to you in Jesus' name. Now, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.